High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school is still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. First and foremost... Hope you're keeping happy and healthy out there. Hope you're staying safe. And as always, want to give a shout out to our healthcare heroes out there and all our essential workers. And you guys, thank you so much for listening every week, twice a week these days. I really, really appreciate it. I can't thank you enough. That doesn't mean I won't check your homework assignment because that's the whole purpose of this show. I gotta do it. Sorry. So, did you listen? To last week's episode, The Perks of Being a Wallflower was amazing. It really got to me. Maybe it's not everyone's favorite. I get that. But it spoke to me. I enjoyed it. The soundtrack was awesome. And I want to thank, once again, Islan Addington for bringing it to my attention. I mean, I'd heard of it before, but I guess making me watch it and discussing it with me. So really appreciate that. If you didn't listen to that, if you didn't do your homework, check that episode out on cageclub.me, that's cageclub.me, or wherever you get your podcast, whether that be Google Play, whether that be Stitcher, whether that be Apple Podcasts, or whether that be Spotify. And while you're there, why don't you do us a favor and give us a nice little five-star review if you can? Or how about a... Oh, wait, it's five-star rating write in a review. You get it. Just give us positive things. That's what we need here in High School Slumber Party. And remember, the best way you can help out High School Slumber Party is by telling a friend about all the great things we do here, week after week after week, Monday, Friday, Monday, Friday. Woo! Back to Wallflower, though. I don't know why it didn't hit me, but someone pointed this out. So, like, the big song in the ending of The Perks of Being a Wallflower is one of my favorite songs, David Bowie's we Can Be Heroes. Very weirdly and ironically, 
That was covered on the Godzilla soundtrack. And I'm talking about that, like, 90s Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. And guess who the song was covered by? The Wallflowers. Like Jacob Dylan's Wallflowers. Very weird connection there. I don't know. It means nothing, but it's fun to me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. We might be being homeschooled because of the Rona. But guys, I brought the bell home with me. No room for error here. We have some more homework to chat about. Some important homework. Let's see. How about this week's movie? How about the reason we're here this Monday? It's our first ever Cheer Monday. And I didn't invent a cheer for you. Maybe I will. I don't know. I don't have my pom-poms out. But I'm excited to talk about all these cheer films. The next couple Mondays, we're going to dive into the world of high school cheerleading. At least the films of high school cheerleading. And what better movie to kick this off than Bring It On. Bring It On is the cheerleading movie and i really really can't wait for you to hear my conversation with one of my favorite guests alexandra schroeder she's here today guys this is gonna be a fun one so i'm gonna start things off with a song off the soundtrack we talk about it here but it plays in the credits it might be annoying but i don't know it's so perfect for cheer mondays i think and that's mickey sung by bewitched in this version but lip-synced by the cast if that makes any sense. So put on your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're going to have a Monday study session with Brian because we're about to get our party on. Class dismissed. Welcome to Cheer Mondays, and this is going to kick off our Cheer Monday series because <gasps> this, well, this is the big one, you know, and at least in my life, in my mind, when I think mm-hmm. of Cheer high school movies, I think of this one, uh, but before any of that, introduce yourself, please, in the classic high school slumber party model, which is name, high school, graduating class, optional, and then team name. Well, I was going to make up a cheer for this, like an introductory cheer. Go for it. Um, Why not? Well, I don't want to move around too much because we're having to use headphones and I'm really (laughs) not good at it. So my name is Alex and I went to San Marcos High School in Texas and I was a rattler. Very proud. Very proud. Go Rattlers. And Mm -hmm. before we dive into this glorious 2000 film, what's your history with cheerleading? Like, what was cheerleading like at your high school? Did you ever cheer? Tell me about it. Well, I did live in Texas. 
So every girl at least had to go through like some kind of pep squad. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in order to be considered a girl. But I did some cheerleading, but it was like in junior high. I wasn't a hardcore high school cheerleader because although we weren't very good in terms of winning any games, um, (laughs) the, the cheerleading squad wasn't really that active. Oh, wow. At all. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think like every high school kind of has like a varying degree of people who care enough. And I don't think our cheer squad really cared too much. It wasn't like a hierarchy. But you know, like I've gotten that consensus from most people I've had on this podcast. I don't know if there was just like a depression in cheer (laughs) in in around that time. It doesn't make sense because bring it on is like around similar time but I, I agree like at my high school yes we had cheerleaders our football team was bad though and yeah. like the cheerleaders weren't necessarily the most popular girls in school so maybe that's like a construct of film and tv i, I don't mm-hmm. know maybe it was something that existed at one point i'm not sure but you know in reality like again like if you say cheerleader when you think of a movie you think that's the popular person and you think a certain stereotype if you will and something i really enjoyed about bring it on is that it doesn't really fight that stereotype i mean a little with some characters but it kind of um sometimes i think that maybe they're very aware of what a cheerleader is and what it represents but we'll get into all of that when i when i decided to do cheer mondays it was just a fluke i had recorded a couple episodes on some cheerleading movies and i'm like why don't i do more because this is kind of fun and i'm like mm-hmm. bring it on has to be on the list i put my list out there to people who had been on the show and you very mm-hmm. quickly volunteered for bring it on so why was that oh, what's your history with this film i lived and breathed bring it on because <laughs> i i lived and breathed uh, kirsten dunce for some reason Back in the early 2000s, I ate everything that she was feeding me. <laughs> I, wor- I worshipped her. And so when this movie came out, I was so incredibly excited about it. Also because in 2000, I wasn't yet in high school. Mm-hmm. And so the thought of high school was very um, like, oh, this movie's going to prep me for it. <laughs> so I-, I loved this movie. So yes, when I saw that on the list, I immediately jumped on it, stopped everything that I was doing, <laughs> which was not a whole lot. Uh, but yeah, this is a fantastic movie. And it is one of those movies that now re-watching it as an adult, it's one of those movies that has so many more layers to it uh-huh. that you did not catch before. So I cannot wait to talk about it. Absolutely. You mentioned the Kirsten Dunst thing, and I don't know why. I did one of those, like, cool flashback. I don't know about flashback. It was just like, you know, where your mind travels somewhere. And I'm mm-hmm. picturing, I don't know if you still have it up, but at one point in your apartment, like, you had an old headshot up of yourself. And, yeah. You know, I get a, now that I think about it, I get a lot of Kirsten Dunst vibes from that headshot. So I don't know if you were channeling it. (laughs) That's so funny that you say that. Let me tell you. One of the reasons why I was so obsessed with her, and I think it started with Jumanji. I don't know what it was. But ever since I was super little, everyone had told me that I kind of look like her. Just a little bit. Just a tiny little bit. And so that fueled my obsession with this lady. 100%. You got to send me a picture of that headshot because I I, want to share it. 
if you with your permission because I want people to know what what I'm talking about. I I, oh, I don't course. know why I've never like thought about it. Why would I? You know. But now that I think about it, I totally <laughs> see that. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> is it the one? Is it the one with bangs and like a fake leather jacket that I have? Which I don't know, but that, that one sounds awesome. Whatever one you it think most really bad. <laughs> <laughs> whatever one you think looks most dunced ish, please. Please okay. send it my way because that I'll, is... I'll send you a few. I'll send you a few. <laughs> Perfect. So my history with this film is, I, I guess, similar in the sense mm-hmm. like when you're, uh, especially again, like a middle schooler, because that's what I was when this film came out as well. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst is like so hot. And I was like, oh my God, Jumanji, right? But then you see that she's going to mm-hmm. be in a cheerleading movie and she's wearing like these... These cheerleading outfits that aren't even real because, like, I've never seen a cheerleader no. show midriff in real life. Like that. No, that's that's movie magic right there. But there was so much midriff in the early 2000s. Yeah. Of course, it's only appropriate <laughs> for it to be in that movie. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I was all over this movie. I remember. I didn't see it in the theater. But I remember watching it, like, when it went on its first, like, I don't know, like, HBO run or, like, pay-per-view mm-hmm. run. Whenever. We didn't have, like, Netflix or Amazon Prime to order right. at the time. So whenever it was, like, running on TV, I watched it one summer with a bunch of other movies. And I loved it. And I remember distinctly. This this memory I haven't thought about since it happened. But distinctly, mm-hmm. one of my best friends at the time, Bernard Chung, he was a great friend in high school. But eventually, Bernard, if you're listening out there, I'm looking for you. But eventually he i don't want to say friend broke up with me but kind of he like friend dumped me uh, <gasps> no he had a bad breakup and just wanted to like reform this is my theory you know he wanted to reform his life mm. and kind of got new friends got a different girlfriend and you know and oh, damn. We, we really were never close again so tear bernard again if you're out there hit me up <laughs> but uh i'm gonna find him i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna facebook stalk him i will find him Good for luck. you right <laughs> like he went off the grid <laughs> i'll find him <laughs> regardless i remember inviting him over the summer i'm like yo i just saw this movie it's awesome you gotta check it out and we were watching it together and after it finishes like brian why did you make me watch that movie that movie <gasps> was so dumb and i was like oh, oh come no. on <laughs> Oh no. But I get it. And I think I've had a kind of love hate relationship with this movie for a while. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, years. same. Oh my gosh. But there was a while I just assumed it was bad. I assumed it was something I liked in my preteen years and that mm-hmm. like today wouldn't hold up. But you're so right. Like now that I watch it, it's it's a different movie and it holds up on different levels because I kind of understand its own self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't wait to dive in, mm-hmm. uh, take a you know good dive into this one. So every week I read the back of the DVD. I didn't own this DVD, but I tried to look up a picture of it, and you know we'll talk about some dumb sequels later. But of I course. could only find backs of DVDs for that one. I did find a back of DVD image for this one, but it's turned sideways, so I'm gonna have to read this <laughs> tilting my head. So bear with me. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Rancho Carne High, where school isn't a democracy, it's a cheerocracy. <laughs> oh, God, great start. <laughs> Rancho Carne's prestigious Toros cheerleading squad are five-time national champions with the best moves in the business. But new team captain Torrance has just found out... Okay, got to tilt my head more, sorry. Just found mm-hmm. out their killer routines were stolen from the Clover's 
a poor, downtrodden... Whoa. Yeah, aggressive words here. Neighborhooded, whatever that means, team. I I mean, I can imply, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) Worse still, the Nationals are only a few weeks away. Cheerleading has always been about lying, cheating. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I'm not done. This is great. Cheerleading has always been about lying, cheating, bitching, and backstabbing. What? (laughs) But this is the chance for the the Toros to win fairly and squarely. This time, even if the Clovers still have the best hip-hop moves in the competition. It's going to be one hell of a cat fight, so bring it on. Wow. Um, there's a lot to uh unfold here. <laughs> that was exceeded my expectations in terribleness. Like whoever yeah. wrote that is kind of a little racist and definitely sexist and probably like a fifty year old man who didn't see the movie. <laughs> that's uh <laughs> that's pretty bad. Look, there are a lot of like racial undertones here, and I'm not saying it's the perfect movie, but that like takes right. it to the extreme. Like it Yeah, that kind of <laughs> That kind of like makes it icky. It does. Like the bitching and backstabbing and their hip hop moves. It's like we get yeah. what you're trying to say, buddy. Who wrote this? Wow, that was a li- neighborhoody. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Does he mean the hood? You I, idiot. <laughs> I guess so. Oh my god. That, yeah. Well, I mean. Oh, that- <laughs> by the way, I just did a quick search as to the name of the high school that uh, you know Torrance, our beloved um, Kirsten Dunn's goes to and it means meat ranch yeah so it's called meat ranch (laughs) high school it's a completely made-up high school somewhere (laughs) in california between los angeles and san diego but uh, Mm. see it's stuff like that that makes me think oh there is a bit of satire here you know they are trying to be funny yeah so a little bit of background on the film this is the debut film for the director peyton reed and i really Mm -hmm. recognize the name because this is a guy who i think is a really underrated director like he did bring it on. He ended up doing the mm-hmm. breakup, which is a lot of people hate, but a lot of people like secretly love because it actually has a lot of good elements. Mm-hmm. Um, he did mm-hmm. Yes Man, but what he's most famous for now is he's helming like Paul Rudd's Ant Man series. Oh, okay. So, okay. so you know he he if you work for Marvel, you're probably making good money and good for him. Mm-hmm. I think it never really got shot because I don't think this movie gets enough credit. I don't think people say, oh, this is directed well. But if you read about it, and there's not as much scholarship as you would think. Like To me, this is like a cultural touchstone film. You would think oh, that sure. there, there was all these like production notes, and there really weren't. They were like really like trivial and stuff. But mm-hmm. he did not want to use stunt doubles, so he required all the actors to go to a two-week cheerleading boot camp. I love it. The only people who were high school cheerleaders that I read were Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union, and it's great because they're both the cheer captains in this film. Thank you. But let's... <laughs> I just, I love her so much. I, I, I love her. I love her. After <laughs> watching this, I, I like my enjoyment of Kirsten Dunst was reignited. I'm like, she had so much passion in this film. But uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it was only made on an $11 million budget, and it wasn't expected to be a big hit. And it ended up making $90 million, which is huge for the time. Well, also do keep in mind that 40000 of that was just for the licensing for Sweet Cherry Pie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read that, which Love is, that. again, if that's, it, that's a big chunk of that. But Awesome. You know, I like when these movies are surprise hits and become kind of like cultural touchstones and no one expected Mm -hmm. it. You mentioned our lead, Kirsten Dunst as Torrance. She's Mm -hmm. awesome. I mean, 
Everyone knows Kirsten Dunst, or I hope so if you're a fan of this podcast. Oh, I hope so. We've talked about her a couple of times, once in an obscure film called Get Over It. She's, you know, I guess Oh, she's... yeah. Yeah, That's I like that one. film. But... <laughs> she's, she's in a bunch of stuff, though, especially for the time. She's definitely like a teen mm-hmm. icon. Now, Elijah Dushku, she, mm-hmm. she at this point is pretty famous from like Buffy and stuff like that. She plays Missy, the, you know, the badass cheerleader. I guess former gymnast because that's so badass. But she, yeah. she, she moves from, from L.A. and she's a big part of this movie. I would say almost equal to Kirsten Dunst. This is the Kirsten Dunst show, yeah. but she's certainly, in my mind, second billing. Right. She's like Kirsten Dunst if she had a gift card to Hot Topic. For... <laughs> exactly. And yeah. how, how I saw it at the time, and I, frankly, I still see it today, you could have the mindset of a Dunst, but if you didn't, you were probably a douche if that makes sense. Like oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like when I would watch this with like my buddies, my my girlfriends, my gals, I would definitely be the Kirsten. I would always call Kirsten immediately, <laughs> and then my BFF, I'd be like, "You're Eliza. That's okay." For sure. <laughs> I tell you, like this whole you Kirsten Dunst thing has thrown me for a loop because I see it so much now, and I'm like, "Why didn't I see it before?" I guess because you know you're into the true crime thing and we're usually talking about murders and stuff and that doesn't feel dunst ish you know no. but, but yeah i mean I'm, I'm loving this thank you <laughs> gabrielle union plays mm-hmm. the, the rival cheerleader of the clovers her name is isis i don't know if they ever say it in this film but <laughs> they say it like once when it's like the beginning and they go like you you go isis you go oh, yes, girl yes, like yes. okay that's an amazing <laughs> name Mm-hmm. There's a lot of familiar faces, but not too many other people I know. But, you know, full disclosure, just to pull the High School Slumber Party curtain back a little bit, we mm-hmm. rec- we recorded another episode before this that's going to air technically after this. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what movie, so don't reveal it. However, okay. it, it was another Jesse Bradford film. And I'm like, oh, my God. <gasps> He's Why everywhere. We- yeah, we're talking about Jesse Bradford, you and I, a lot these days. And he plays Cliff, the, you know... The, the punk kind of guy. Oh, my God. So cute. The Heart 2000, melted. The 2000s version of a punk. Despite oh, him, yeah. He's, like, the, super like, rich. Cool Ramones t-shirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, again, also very uh, hot topic or, you know, that was a mm-hmm. style at the time. There were certainly guys I could think of in my high school like this who, like, said they were, not that they weren't, but said they were fans of The Clash, but, like, a 70s punk would be like spitting on them if they, if they like, oh, for like, sure. Oh, you, yeah. you yuppie white bread, like rich guy thinks he's a punk. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like reading Camus and stuff like get out of here. <laughs> I loved it because to me, that was a reality of high school in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think they hit the nail on the head, to be honest with you, with that. Absolutely. Okay. So anyone else? in the cast who you really recognized? Um, no one that I recognized. No, to be honest with you. Uh, kind of Huntley Ritter. He played less. He played mm-hmm. uh, the, the the gay, the out, like not outspoken gay, but like the... Kind of, like the most the in the film. Yeah. Right, the actual gay male cheerleader. I recognized him, but I don't know from where. It's one of those just things you know where you recognize a facebook and not place them yeah i had the similar feeling with this one cheerleader let's see what her name was i don't even remember her name was casey okay played by this actress named rini bell and i looked up her imdb <gasps> mm. and i didn't i was like where did i know her from and i couldn't figure it out but 
She had a familiar <gasps> face to me. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Well, she kind of also looks like a girl that I went to college with Robin. <laughs> so that might be a thing. But, you know, actually, who else I did recognize? And this is, a, I think, this awesome part of this movie that really speaks to the times as well is uh natina reed she played janelope she was on the compton cheerleader side and she was in a band or a singing group called black oh you're so right her face was like recognizable too and i was like i don't know like but you're so right i just looked her up wow cool very cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was uh singing some songs before we uh we started recording <laughs> loved it it's just like that wave of uh three gal groups you know uh, kind of absolutely like, yeah amazing. and it's like b-l-a-q-u-e right oh of course you have to <laughs> you have to misspell it yeah but yeah they had a few hits so i, I remember yeah. digging them hard yeah <laughs> good call on janelope <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so this brings me to an interesting uh Interesting point in the podcast, because as I was researching, you know, mm-hmm. when you research things for nostalgia, BuzzFeed always comes up. And I, oh, yes. I found a cool BuzzFeed quiz, and I figured, why don't I read you the questions and have you take it? Because it's called, which Bring It On cheerleader are you? Oh, no. This is going <laughs> to break my heart. I can already tell. I'm going to be Janelope. <laughs> and the author is Christian Zamora, and this is from okay. 2015, but... Bring it on as timeless, so it's all good. Okay. Okay, so here are the questions. Which Bring It On cheerleader are you? Mm-hmm. What makes you cheer Captain Material? You're perky and fun. Mm-hmm. You're strong and loud. You sizzle and scorch. You're wanted and hot. <laughs> you're major and roar. You're bitchin' great hair. <laughs> well, I definitely do not have bitchin' great hair right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to say I'm perky and fun, because I think that's closer to the truth. <laughs> Okay, perky and fun. Yeah. What word do you put into another word? Do you put the sin in business? Oh my God. Do you put the ass in massive? (laughs) Do you put the anger in dangerous? I guess it's in there. Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) Do you put put the itch in bitch? Oh. Do you put the thirst in thirsty? Or do you put the (laughs) hot in thought? Oh, that's hard. I guess the one that I most resonate with is... uh, Ass and massive. <laughs> Ass and massive, sure. Yeah, sure. That one's me, for sure. Choose an iconic Sparky dance move. Mm. Oh, these are all gifts. Uh, I'm gonna have to describe it to you. Oh, dang it. Okay. <laughs> it's spirit fingers. Mm-hmm. Him, kind of. He has his arms around himself, moving. The, okay. <laughs> okay. The next one is him grabbing his ass and twisting. Okay. Nice. The next one, he has his hands over his head and he's twisting. This one, he's kind of crouched, and he's twisting, and then one has one arm <laughs> up in the air, and he looks like he's also twisting. Oh, gosh, there's a lot of twisting. I'm going to say the arms around each other and kind of moving around, like a hug. I need a hug right now. Yep, perfect. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. What would be the worst spirit stick curse? Mm. A gluten allergy? <laughs> Forever single? Oh, no. Terribly rhythmless? Oh. I love this one. Deflated goodies? deflated goodies okay inability to win oh or the loss of voice oh god (laughs) those are all those are all really bad yeah i don't want any of those um looks up forever being single doesn't sound so bad um (laughs) as i look at my boyfriend um, (laughs) i'm gonna say the loss of voice because i can like yeah that can also be really deep (laughs) choose a male celeb to lift you up 
Okay. Just of Bradford. <laughs> well, no, th- this is from 2015. Remember that. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, oh, Drake, Sam Smith, <laughs> Kanye, Nick Jonas, or Chris Hemsworth. Oh, gosh. No, I want to say Ryan Gosling. Makes sense. Yeah, duh. Come on. Burr. See the... <laughs> Why is Ooh. it so cold in here? <laughs> is it because the clovers are in the atmosphere? The Toros mm. are in the atmosphere. Because my hotness isn't here. Oh. I don't know, question mark. Because it's <laughs> literally winter. Or because oh. you need to chill. Oh, gosh. I'm going to say it's because the clovers are in the atmosphere. Because I think that's only appropriate. <laughs> they invented it. Oh, you know yeah, what? Yeah, they did. They did. You are oh, going what? to be happy with these results. You <gasps> got Torrance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, you're obviously sexy and cute. But more importantly, you're a natural born leader. But what can you say? People are just attracted to your positivity and peppy personality. Your charm tends to attract jealous haters in your life. But that's all right, and that's okay. Those haters going to pump your gas someday. <laughs> I love so, that. There you go. It's perfect. You got torrents. Uh, thank God. I knew, like, honestly, in my heart, I knew I was going to get it. Because <laughs> we're, we're one in the same person. There's no way I wouldn't get it. That's amazing. I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank, you know, the person that made that quiz. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so I mean, let's let's talk about the movie. Let's get into it. The yeah. the first thing I want to bring up is this opening scene. To me, I remember this like I saw it yesterday. The like mm-hmm. it ends up being a dream, but what she has, where they kind of introduce all themselves, and you know, they're like we're cheerleaders. I'm not going to do it. She ends up topless, which is like a, a nightmare, I guess. Well, for some people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a recurring nightmare, if you will. But, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think of this whole opening sequence? I mean, I, I think this is a perfect nod to the introduction of the film in its entirety. Like, 
you're going to have some fun. This is kind of making fun of like, you know, all of it as a whole, like all the cheerleading stuff as a whole, a tiny bit adult. I loved it. Absolutely. I thought it was a perfect intro. Yeah, it gave me all these like nostalgic feelings, not just about the film, but you're so right. Like this intro sets the tone and I don't even think I appreciated it when I first saw this film. I thought, you know, whatever. But like now that I see it as a movie, it's like, okay, this is what we're getting into, you know, especially again that it's like a dream or whatever. Mm -hmm. All she thinks about is cheer. That's like, yeah, her mom even criticizes her for it at one point. I love that aspect of this. I think this sequence is so good. And, you know, there's not much more really to say about it, except for the fact that it's just like it gets you in the mood for what you're about to experience. That's the best way I could put it. Absolutely. It kind of eases that tension as to what you have in store for you. (laughs) (laughs) And you kind of meet a lot of people on the cheer team at this point, Mm -hmm. including Big Red, who's going to be. Oh, yeah a really important character. Yeah, she's still going to be Big Red. She reminds you of it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she mentions it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find it so fascinating, just like this as a sports movie, which I don't know if people like consider it like that, but it really is. That yeah. Usually sports movies are about like the championship season. This is uh-huh. one of the only I've seen about the season after you win a championship and like how you kind of pick up the pieces, especially when mm-hmm. it's discovered that like Big, Big Red has been ripping off cheers the entire time and their whole, the Toro's whole championship legacy is bullshit. And yeah. I was so much more intrigued again this time than the, even the first couple of times I watched the movie. No, for sure. Like, I, I don't know exactly what I was thinking when I had first watched this other than like, oh, fuck yeah, my girl is in this but the second time around watching this movie i was just kind of floored by all the themes that were in it like the like the actual real life like themes the conflicts in it i i definitely enjoyed it the second time around much more i i think than the first time yeah, I think I did too. I think, you know, maybe I was distracted by the pretty ladies when I was a mm-hmm. middle schooler and stuff, but yeah, I got it so much more this time. We've already introduced the characters, but one mm-hmm. thing I wanted to discuss as well was just the aesthetic appeals to me so much because while this is a little <sighs> before I went to high school, just by like a year or so, it definitely felt like the fashion that I knew. There's like a couple Jansport backpacks that I can name the exact friend that had them. Like Oh amazing. <laughs> now That's very great. Di- very different than my high school because this is such a California looking high school. Like the weather's mm-hmm. great. You know, the buildings look different. So I'm not gonna compare it to my high school experience. But certainly the fashion and that sense. You know, what what'd you think about that whole aspect of the film? Oh God. Everyone was dripping and Delia's yeah yeah you know like those like semi kind of baggy jeans (laughs) with like the tight midriff tank top kind of things like the butterfly clips oh my god i loved it i loved it so much and i was also simultaneously horrified (laughs) as, as to how much i wanted this clothing and how i would beg my mom to like send a check for the catalog um, oh my god, absolutely. It, 
it's such a perfect nostalgia film that I cannot wait to show my kids and be like, look at that, look at that, look. (laughs) Really? Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you were like a kid and you watched things like the Brady Bunch or whatever, and either your parents or people who were older were like, oh, that's how we used to dress. And you'd be like, what? You know, like, this is like that for me, at least. Like, Exactly. (laughs) Except that it's you saying that going like, what? How dare I? Love this so much. A lot of capri pants. The guys had a lot of cargoes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, what was up with all the pockets? Can I ask you something? What was up with all the pockets? What did you need the pockets for? Like marbles? I don't know. Like what? I don't know. No? (laughs) So many pockets back then. That's why, like, I don't care what people wear, but, like, one of the biggest, like, fashion, like, no-nos for me is, like, cargo pants or cargo shorts. When I see one of my friends, like, wearing them, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, what do you... I say, or hey, even that? upgrade, even upgrade to those were the ones that um, zip. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And I knew a lot of people with those. Oh <laughs> yeah, they were so cool. They make so much sense. But again, what does a high schooler need to put in all those pockets? You're absolutely right. <laughs> Maybe like doobies. I guess, or... but still, <laughs> there's know. so many of them. And again, so baggy. But again, that was it's that was great. the look. So many more mm-hmm. colors on women than men. You know, oh like... my yeah oh yeah what was up with all like the patterns like the like the weird like almost like floridian grandma patterns <laughs> I that was people li- wore i was a little bit different of a cat in in high school mm. like did i have cargo pants i'm sure but eventually i started like wearing berets and paisley shirts and i just wanted to like be different and i'm not saying that makes me cool guys wait, what? I'm not bragging about wait, wait. oh you wore berets i had a beret phase yeah I did. Oh my god, you're so cool. That is so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to, you know, be a little bit different. And looking back, it worked mm. better back then because I was really skinny. Right. Beret, whatever. But like to rock a paisley shirt, you gotta like. I know I might be criticized for this statement, but you gotta be in like pretty decent shape. Like you don't want to look like a, a bad couch. You know, so. right? Exactly. Thank <laughs> you. And that's pretty much what like the late '90s, early 2000s was. <laughs> like a lot of daisies for some reason. Oh yeah. And those butterfly clips were all the rage. I remember. Oh yeah. Like I can remember like the different shops at the mall. They were all like clones of each other. Oh, of <laughs> course. Yeah. With like a dollar difference. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, but again, I loved that. We have a couple conflicts at the beginning of the film. Torrance is made mm-hmm. captain, which, yay. But her I guess her first conflict is that one cheerleader gets hurt and she's got to have an audition. Or not, what do you call it? A tryout. Yeah, a tryout for yeah. the next cheerleader. Yeah. And we have that like tryout sequence and everyone's terrible. There's like a Broadway guy. I don't know why they're even trying oh. guys out because like they lost a girl. Um, there's like that one cheerleader's sister who looks like she's seven. Um. Yeah, what the hell? Like she, she was like they they like made her skip like sixth grade to go and try out. <laughs> I love that scene too. So I just recently found out, actually, very recently, that this movie was turned into a musical. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I was doing my research. Did, yeah, I did not hear about that at all. So I cannot wait to try to find some clips or something because this whole movie like screamed musical to me but what a great like musical like on stage scene with this absolutely scene be yeah and i loved this scene too i thought it was so funny absolutely it's hilarious and great and it fits in and it just like 
you get to learn like the each cheerleader's personality. Not that they were mm-hmm. all like really developed. They only like focused development on some of them. But you get right. to learn theirs. You get to learn what this school is all about. There's two little red flags in terms of this cheerleading team that again, this is not supposed to be reality. But if it right. were, I was like I was like, what's going on here? First, they're a school sport team technically. Where's yeah. their coach? Like Torrance should not be the coach, you know? Torrance <laughs> is the captain, but like there should be like a coach or some kind of adult supervision to be like, oh, you can't steal shit, you know? This should be our routine. Let's do this. Let's do that. I'm glad we didn't see it here. I understand why it it focused on the teens. But I was definitely Mm -hmm. like, huh, that's interesting. It's a choice. We'll put it that way. Right. I don't know. I think like with a lot of these like kind of, we'll put in air quotes, kids movies, it's like, kids run the show you know like parents people don't have any there's no room there's no room for coaches (laughs) you know no you're absolutely right and the the other thing that i thought was interesting that again i so as we're recording this i've backlogged a couple other cheerleading films Mm. and even just from my own experience for every varsity sports team there's usually like a junior varsity team so if somebody mm-hmm. got hurt, you would just kind of bring someone up from JV. But that doesn't seem right. to exist in this universe. Someone gets hurt and they got to pull someone from the street, you know? They're lucky <laughs> Elijah Dushku showed up and she happened to have, like, fantastic gymnastics skills and was willing to betray her dark gymnastics roots to join the cheer team. Yeah, what kind of, like, fucking gymnastics <laughs> team did she come from? From L.A., like a yeah, badass gymnastics hell? team. Like, <laughs> and she's got like, I don't want to call them dreads, but... I know exactly what those are. And those <laughs> ran rampant oh, did at they? my middle school. Oh, hell yeah, they did. They, it was like gel. You would get this specific kind of gel. Uh, <laughs> it had to have glitter in it, though, for it to be of cool course, at my course. school. And you would just like twist the fuck out of your hair. And then <laughs> as the gel was still wet... You would take, no, I did not do this, I promise. <laughs> you, would, you would take then, you know, like your sticky, like thick, hard strand of hair, and you would take a, a, a blow dryer and just try to dry it. Ew. Like that. <laughs> I don't know why. What a we weird thought trend. That, that was okay. Yeah, I don't know who started that. I don't know why. But yes, it was all the white girls. <laughs> Some other early moments that I enjoyed, and even if it was for, like, the satire elements, mm-hmm. when she first meets Cliff, when Torrance first meets Cliff, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, is that your band, The Clash? Like, <laughs> Oh, my God, what a fucking idiot. I would have just, like, <laughs> I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I love that. And, again, I love how they position this Jesse Bradford character because mm-hmm. – I get how, like, young people watching this movie would fall in love with him because he's so different than, like, the usual popular jocks we're seeing in these films. Of course, he again, I'll, I'll say it again. He's not a real punk, obviously, but at least he listens no. to different music and he plays the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least, at the very least. <laughs> you know, he wears these, like, cool band shirts and stuff. But Oh, yeah. We should mention that Torrance is dating... I don't even remember his name. Some dude who's in college who was apparently a cheerleader. And right away, he's like cheating on her. And you're not supposed to like this guy. Mm -hmm. But she leans on him for advice. But it it positions it well where you're rooting for Jesse Bradford's character and you're rooting against this like college dude. Mm -hmm. There's no real conflict when it comes to that. The conflict is more like, Torrance, figure it out. He's the cool one, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
yeah, go for Jesse Bradford. He has dark <laughs> hair and he wears weird t-shirts and he has that <laughs> smile. Yeah, that smirk. I get the aesthetic, if that if that makes sense. <laughs> right. They're trying to set him apart from like, like the <laughs> norm at Meat Ranch High School. Some other key scenes are mm-hmm. when Elijah Dushku finally joins the team. Mm-hmm. Because she moved from L.A., she's actually the one who points out that cheers are stolen from the east compton clovers because i guess her high school played them and such and she has that whole Mm -hmm. thing like come in the car with me and they go to their high school they see the cheer and i think that's a cool moment because again you see that other team they're doing the cheer they're doing it better arguably oh yeah and again the, the racial dynamics in this film aren't the best but i think if for 2000 they do a good job of trying their best to show like, hey, the Clovers are probably better. They came up with these cheers. The reason they haven't been able to advance is, again, this is a little problematic, but like they don't have enough money, which is like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, and and it's okay if we skip around here, but eventually Torrance, when they don't qualify, she feels bad and she gets her father's company to sponsor them. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't remember yeah. this. This is really fucked up. But I was so happy when uh, like Gabrielle Union tore up the check and was like, we're going to make it on our own, kind of. And it's weird that they right. make it with some like rando talk show host. But still, it's better than if they just took the check because that is such like a oh, you see, you got the gift from the white people and that's why you did it. And I'm so glad they didn't go that direction. Them teasing it's still weird. Right, right. Well, I was watching this with my friends, and oh, God, it just, like, screamed white guilt. Absolutely, so absolutely. hard. And I, I don't remember this in the film, or at least if I watched it, maybe I saw it differently. I don't know. Uh, not saying, like, I thought differently as in, like, what? What's wrong? What's wrong no, with No, 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 I know. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, oh, this is so incredibly insulting. And Torrance, this character... However, like actually, the actual actor um, Kirsten Dunst feels about it. This is a horrible thing that we put into this movie, and I was just so incredibly comfortable watching it back. It's something that, again, I'm happy that they didn't go 100% that route, but we didn't need it at all because the purpose for it is still to be like, you see, she shouldn't feel bad because she tried her best to get them into the tournament. You put it well. This is like a white guilt forgiveness scene. And right. even later when they're at the final tier competition and they're like helping each other out and like we get each other. That's like a nice moment. But I'm yeah. afraid it also does serve as like, you see, you shouldn't feel so bad. They made it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. At least they win in the end. Some yeah. might some might argue that this movie is about the wrong cheer team, you know, like that the more compelling story might be that team. But I, yeah. I kind of like if it's going to have this tone that we see this team and we see how there are flaws here and they do have a lot of underlying issues. And I know it's not focused on, this isn't like a documentary or anything, but it was kind of interesting to see for 2000. I'm sure again, today we would see a different film if they remade. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Well, it was just, I, I would think that it would be more delving into that racial divide for sure. But I just see this movie as like an onion. You know, there's so <laughs> many layers to it. And there really shouldn't be because this really should just be a superficial cheerleading film from 2000. But you're absolutely well, right. I mean, but also, why not? Why not hide these kind of messages in there? Or why not hide this controversial subject in a movie that's going to be peddled to teenagers <laughs> thinking that it's like, oh, just like another sports movie or, oh, this is just like another Kirsten Dunst joint, Jesse Bradford joint. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, but absolutely. I was looking at the writer, Jessica Bendinger, and I got to applaud her for that. She had also written Stick It, oh, the famous film Aquamarine. I'm sure <laughs> everyone knows that one. That like fucking mermaids or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think if this film was redone now, and let's take out it trying to be funny, because I know there's like six of these. Bring it <laughs> yes, on. yes, yes. And we'll discuss them later, I promise. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> if we actually like take this movie, bring it on, right? And we re, not necessarily redo it, but kind of clean it up. Let's place more thought into the controversies of this that were kind of just like backflipped around uh, <laughs> in this movie. You know, we can have a real drama on our hands. Oh, I think so. I actually was on a similar wavelength as you. Not that mm-hmm. I am too familiar with this, to be honest with you, but you know how like growing up there was like the Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and then they came out Something, with like yeah. a darker netflix sabrina like in the last couple of years yeah like i'm not saying it should look like watch that it. no i didn't either right. i'm not saying it should look like that but mm-hmm. there's totally room for like redoing things in a modern perspective in a more yeah. serious way and I, I think you know i think you're right about that that would be cool to see and i even thought like this would make a good series like again like a short run netflix series where you could focus on both teams give them equal time and i don't know i mean there's potential here we shouldn't talk too loud because the joke you were saying before it seems like they've really 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 milked bring it on for whatever they could but let's Mm -hmm. start let's start from the basics you know and let's get let's make it more serious i'm with you there yeah i think it would be really cool (laughs) a couple other like things i really liked about this film where i thought were you know, iconic moments. And I have a bunch, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's that, like, cheer camp flashback I really remembered. And you got to see briefly, oh. like, teams from, like, other parts of the country and yes. dropping, dropping the baton, you know. Like, cheer camp is so, like, such a mythical thing in, in films. And, you know, I liked seeing that. Mm-hmm. See, that was a real thing. I remember that very <laughs> hard. Like, girls would go to cheer camp and not necessarily do cheerleading throughout the year. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I do remember that specifically because my mom was trying to get me into it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out is like every movie made around this time and every piece, basically piece of art made around this time, despite mm-hmm. ha- being <laughs> one of the only films with gay characters, oh, there mm-hmm. is a lot of like laced homophobia in here. They say the, the anti-gay F word a lot. So much and like so flippantly. Yeah. And... I get, you know, what they're trying. They are trying to show some homophobia, like the football team being critical. Oh, hardly, though. But it's not. It doesn't. I don't feel like it's played in that way. I don't know how I feel about that conversation that Elijah Dushku has in the car with the two male cheerleaders. Oh yeah, and yeah. Can like, you speak the yes. f word? And he yeah. goes fluently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And it's like, well, Ew. I'm straight, but he's kind of on the fence. Like, ha ha. And I was like, whoa. this I'm controversial. Yeah, that's like, what he says. Shut up. Lines. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, like, not needed at all. No. Again, I've noticed from watching a lot of these teen cheerleading films, some of them don't even bring up, like, that they're possibly gay cheerleaders, which you don't want that either. I don't know if this film addressed it well it certainly didn't do it in a mature way whereas like another film we're going to cover here but i'm a cheerleader 
it's all about that. So I think, I mean, even still today, but I think especially like in the early 2000s, people are still trying to feel out like what's the best way to be inclusive. And I don't think they did a great job in this film. Again, we're looking at it in the 2020 lens. And believe it or not, I know this makes you feel old because it makes me feel old that this movie <laughs> is 20 years old. It's a I whole... hate it. <laughs> it's, it's almost a whole person who can drinks old, if that makes sense. Like they have one more year and, and bring it on can go to a bar with you. <laughs> that's... that's disgusting. I hate that thought so much. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. Yeah, so we have to remember that, yeah. Right, but it's still so crazy to me that it was so, although so far, it was so close (laughs) to now. You know, like Kirsten Dunst is still alive. It's not like this was like back in the 40s or... But yeah, that was extremely off-putting. Again, watching it a second time, their free use of the F word and the D word for for women, you know? Yeah, (laughs) more than I thought would be in here, too. Yeah, and I was like, what? I didn't even know what that word was when I watched it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it, it's it's strange watching it now, but again, mm-hmm. in our ideal remake, it'll be different. <laughs> yes, you and I, we're going to yes. rewrite history. <laughs> A couple other things I wanted to discuss. I did like in this how the football team is terrible and how people come out just for the cheer team. I think it added mm-hmm. like a, a pretty cool wrinkle to this all. And I liked mm-hmm. seeing them in the football team setting because that's like the traditional, at least, before like cheer competitions. And I think before they took it more seriously as a sport, it was all about like, oh, supporting the football team. It's got cheerleading has very sexist roots, as we know. Mm-hmm. Like I remember in my high school, each each cheerleader, and I thought it was weird at the time, but each cheerleader got like assigned a football player and they had to like bake stuff for them. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And that's very common, very common. And <gasps> I hope they're not still doing that today. I can't imagine they no, are. No, they can't be. But if you look at like cheer routines in like the 70s, they weren't about like athleticism and movement and flips. Maybe somewhere, but they were just like pom-poms, woo, look pretty, cheer for the team. Yeah, yeah. So I think in the sense this movie is good to change that stereotype because mm-hmm. it shows how athletic it is and how how it is a sport you can't just be like oh yay go quarterback you know yeah, oh. no quarterback. <laughs> yeah just like that well yeah i mean it, i thought it was really cool that they highlighted the athleticism and the whole competition arena of cheerleading because it is a really really hard thing you know you're having to flip yourself around <laughs> without the use of like bars beans you know, the the horses, whatever they're called. (laughs) It's super intense because you're also having to trust the person to catch you. So yeah, that was really cool that they actually highlighted that. And it wasn't just like, oh, we're cheerleaders at the high school and this is our bubble and this is the bubble that the movie's going to stay in. Absolutely. This movie was about cheering, you know, Mm -hmm. it was about, or the the sport of cheering, the art of cheering. It Mm -hmm. wasn't about cheer society yes that has something to do with it there but they were focused on competition they weren't like we're the popular girls we sit at this table you know you didn't really get that here it was really focused on the sport of it yeah i really dug that one thing that i didn't really remember as much to be honest with you was 
when they decide they have to, ch- well, they're kind of forced to change their cheer, right? Because the Clovers show up and mimic yeah. the cheer at the game. Our next defeat is scheduled for next Friday night at 8 o'clock. needed to go to the hospital for that burn let me tell you (laughs) because at that point the team kind of still wants to do it and see if they could get away with it because they've done it for all these years so i'm glad Mm -hmm. that like the clovers took off for themselves showed Mm -hmm. up and be like yeah can't do that but they hire this choreographer named sparky palasti something like that yes palastri yes 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 palastri yeah and he does Mm -hmm. you know he gives them a routine but to pay for his services they host a car wash, which in theory <laughs> is a lot of teenage girls in bikinis. Definitely, I know why the studio probably wanted this in there. Uh, pro- they probably put this in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I, for some reason, I didn't remember this scene. <laughs> well, it was kind of like a throwaway scene. Right? It's, not like... Like, it's not like anything major happened. I mean, like Jesse Bradford's character came and kind of flirted with Kirsten, <laughs> kind of like propelled that narrative that they were eventually going to make out someday but yeah it was kind of a throwaway scene i honestly think that the first half of the movie is stronger than the second half of the movie i'm not saying it's bad but i started to lose a little focus when it was like this silly choreographer guy and he's teaching him the routine and like i got where it was going and i think the film does build to to this like climax Mm -hmm. especially when they have to you know, figure out their own routine and they don't have a lot of days to do it. But between that, like, this is kind of where it fell into, like, less breaking new ground and more of, like, ha-ha silliness, typical cheer. Not, I mean, typical high school movie. Right, right. Kind of like that, uh, the summer school teachers. Like, let's throw in some tropes. Yes. Throw in, like, oh, what does this need? Uh, 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 oh, a car wash. Yes, girls wet, girls wet. Yeah, let's throw it in there. You know, it's it's like just like throwing things in. I feel like kind of like to remove the dead air, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. leading up to the competition. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's possible. But even again, like even on the road to the competition, mm-hmm. again, I've kind of lost a little focus. Yeah. Well, there's the you know there's the first competition and they get disqualified because, like I said, the choreographer has been giving this oh. routine to everyone and they just literally repeat the routine. And to be fair to the movie, it was cringeworthy seeing them do oh, that so routine much. over again. Oh, so much. Yeah. So that does happen. And I don't want to take away from that because I was focusing on that like i guess i was focusing less on like the silly dance montage before this and Mm -hmm. uh, more on this and eventually this all leads to uh torrance breaking up with the college boyfriend again he's cheating on her anyway but he's also like an asshole he tried to get her to quit being cheer. i don't again i don't really get his motivation but he tries to get her to quit being cheer yeah and and giving it to the other girl i thought he might have been like cheating on 
her with one of those girls, like because that would make sense. But no, he just right. He just I was to I was kind of I was kind of hoping that actually, like on a at, like on a writer standpoint. But then I guess at the same time, you would then just assume that that cheerleader then that was they, that that was um sleeping with him would then be off of the team, and then they would have to have tryouts again. Like no, yeah, and they I, get the the ballet guy in there who I thought was incredible. <laughs> yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, so I guess like just from it's a just writer weird. standpoint, yeah, they just had to have him cheating with like a forty-year-old woman. <laughs> it, looked, <laughs> it looked like, which it really did look like it. But it's funny, like before that, this is something I don't kind of like about films of this era. Like Jesse Bradford sees she goes home with her boyfriend, and he kisses mm. he kisses her, and he's like, oh, he's like mad at her. Like, but to be fair. I don't think she ever lied that she said... I know they were flirty a little, but I don't think she ever lied and said she didn't have a boyfriend. That's not her fault that, like, she kissed her boyfriend, you know? Yeah. He's a dick, but she, but he doesn't know that, you know? Yeah, but, I, I mean, I don't know. At the same time, if you're, like, somebody, I would feel like that conversation you'd have. But, of course, we're talking about teenagers. And as you True. and I know, teenagers don't always make the best decisions <laughs> in terms of relationships. <laughs> so... I guess I could see him being more bummed out than angry. If that makes yeah. sense. You yeah. know, like that, I kind of wish I saw that more like, oh man, rather than like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> yeah, you're cheating on me? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, I'll be like, whoa, you've advanced some stages here. But he did, oh, yeah. right before that, write her a song. Um, <laughs> oh my God, which is horrible. Hey, Torrance, uh, it's me, Cliff. Um, here's, uh, I wrote something uh, for you, so. Here it is. <clears throat> oh, Torrance, can't stand your cheerleading squad, but I love your pom-poms. I'd feed you bonbons all night. One, two, three, four! Yeah, not a great song. I mean, it gets better as it goes along, but those, mm. again, those opening, like, bars are pretty cringy. She likes it. She's dancing to it, but yeah. <laughs> well, because she's paid to dance to it, okay? <laughs> Let's not forget that. Someone was paid to invent that song, and I don't know if yeah. they got their money's worth with it. They spent all the <laughs> money on cherry pie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> These moments, like, well... Some of them bring me in, some of them don't. Like I said, I don't think they're as strong as some of the things we were getting at the beginning of the film that we've already talked about. Yeah, yeah. Not that it's bad, but it's kind of chugging along at this point. They're just trying to build to this Florida competition where we get not a dance-off, but we get a, we get a classic cheer-off. Mm-hmm. I, and I think this is cool. We see a lot more teams from a lot of the other parts of the country. I like seeing like the different kinds of uniforms and such. You know? Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, it added like a realism to it that I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Clover, Clovers have a good routine. They have a good routine. Oh, hell routine. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think of this? I guess, yeah, this big ending. Well, although I loved the Clovers routine, you know, I think it was fairly personalized. It was, you know, it was awesome. I really do. And I love the flips and they were like, yeah, like dancing, like really, really super into it. I also did love the idea that the Tauros was going on with taking like different kinds of dance moves 
or different yeah. like forms of dance. I actually that liked was... that montage though, like you know, because you, yeah. you get to see our ballet friend again, you know. <laughs> Thank God, yeah, I missed his thighs so much. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, and I loved that. It was just when it actually came down to the competition, I did like I didn't see any of the fucking dance moves. I didn't see anything that was taken. Did you <laughs> notice though that they included Jesse Bradford's lame song in the montage really quickly? Yeah, I wanted to vomit. <laughs> I was like, what? It's the first time I noticed that. And I was like, what? No, you're absolutely right. Like, it wasn't that it was bad. For me, it was a completely, again, I'm not a cheer person. And, you know, when I did my research, I was like, oh, those moves broke the rules, whatever. But yeah. to me, it, it's not that it was bad. It just was exactly what you're saying. Like, we saw this montage with all this great stuff, and we hardly see any of it in that final sequence. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, the only thing you saw was the uh, swing dancing. And yes. That was literally half a second. <laughs> you know, I wanted to see more miming. You know, give me some more karate. Yeah, we where want, was that? More. Unless they just, like, did it and they were, like, like in practice, like, yeah. Well, like, a, a kick is a kick is a kick, you know? <laughs> Karate's not really applicable to this. Yeah, or, it doesn't really work. not really applicable. <laughs> right, but it felt like it could have been more. But at the same time, I, I'm, I'm assuming they wanted you to compare the dances and then be like, oh, well, yeah, duh, the Clovers won. Because there were more. They brought it. <laughs> it, it. It had been brought in. What a tease know, of more. this film. Like, they oh, I know. Cl- clovers and Toros go back and forth, and they keep saying, like, bring it, right? But they never say bring it on. Oh, I know. That itched me, too. <laughs> I was worried. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the bring it on, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like oh, God. I didn't, they didn't want to cross that line, I guess. I get it. I get it. Yeah, um, it's too controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, not that I'm disappointed with the way this ended. I thought it was a fine ending. Mm-hmm. And I think we both agree that the movie exceeded our expectations in terms of what this watch would be. But like I'll I'll say it again. I just thought the first half was a lot stronger than the second half. I didn't think the second half was bad, but a lot more teen tropes in the second half. A lot less Mm -hmm. analyzing exactly, you know, culture and society. It felt a lot less satire in the second half. It was more like silly things and fun things, but it wasn't necessarily the intelligence of the first half, if that makes sense. Right. It was just kind of lazy. <laughs> That's all it was. It was just kind of lazy. I, I don't know. I mean, it was, again, I just really just saw that second half leading up to Nationals as filler. It was yeah. just random filler. Yeah. Like, who cares? Just let's go. Let's go. Hurry up. You know, I would have loved to see more of the researching out different kinds of dances and stuff i would love to see more of that but it just didn't happen nope (laughs) um i mean look it was it was nice that again the cheer squads end up respecting each other i do like what like gabrielle union says with kirsten dunst and she's like kirsten dunst says like you know you were better tonight and she doesn't go like no you were better she's not like phony. right she kind of says something along the lines of like yeah we were but like not in like an asshole way either you know like yeah. she's, just, she's proud of what she accomplished, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that was really strong. I thought her character was very strong. Kirsten gets her man in the end. As, first, he skips out on Florida, but somehow flies there very fast from California to see the end competition. Mm-hmm. Of course. And they have a nice little kiss, and we end with a nice, hey, Mickey, is that the name of the song? Oh, you know, oh Mickey, yeah. you're so fine. Like that kind yes. of version of it. You know, I hate it when they put bloopers at the end of movies. It, for some reason, it's always just embarrassed me. 
<laughs> I don't know why. And this was just another level of embarrassment because not only did, yes, they put those bloopers in, but they put in like a whole choreographed, air quote, funny music video to Hey Mickey. I just wanted to hang myself. <laughs> I felt like everybody was looking at me. My face was getting red, my stomach. It was so bad. It was very embarrassing. I don't know why some films choose to do that. I don't know. Like, we already know that the film has like a lighter tone. It's, so it's like odd that it goes with this. Like what, at the end of the day, like whatever, but it is, it is silly. It was like a little bit like, Ooh, I don't really feel the need to stay and watch this, you know, but maybe right. teens did at the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you really need more content? Well, maybe you could have put this in between, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there was really no need for that, and it just gave me a stomach ache, so <laughs> I don't appreciate it. I mean, which I feel a little sad because, like, we started off hot and now it's like, ooh, but it, yeah, got overall, like, though, warm. <laughs> <laughs> overall, though, I still came out with good feelings regarding this mm-hmm. film, still something I was excited to talk about. And uh, so we were like alluding to this the, in, the entire time, and we, we've mentioned how this film spawned way too many sequels. Yes, yes. Did you watch any of them? Zero. Absolutely zero. I haven't either, so I'm glad we're in the same company there. They did this with a couple other films of the era. I know they did this with, like, American Pie. Not even counting, like, the regular American Pie films. I know they had, like, spinoff films. And they would do this a bunch and try to, like, go these straight-to-DVD milk it things. But from what I gather, because I do remember, like, when some of these came out in the trailers, Mm -hmm. that they had none of, like, the smart kind of poke fun at cheerleading or again all the stuff we liked about this film and it mm-hmm. seemed to be just like oh this bring it on movie was a success pump out more cheerleading things because no film is related to any of the other films in the bring it on series and certainly not to this one there's nobody that comes back maybe yeah. they reference something here or there i'm not sure but there's no like it's not like what happened to the clovers the next year and what happened to the toros the next year like which it's not sucks that. like that would have been cool i would have loved to see maybe not kirsten you know because she's such a like an a-lister you know but maybe like one of the other girls passing down you know captain to this new one and then it kind of like a chain letter kind of thing going on with the bring it ons the only one i was watching a few clips of the one with uh oh what's her name like I want to say Hayden Christensen, but I don't know if that's oh, her no. name. Hay- Hayden Panettiere, yeah. Hayden Panettiere. Who's Hayden Christensen? He was Who's like that? Anakin Skywalker in the, oh, ori- Anakin not Skywalker. the original, like the episode, one, episode two and three Star Wars movies. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, not him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't in them. Um, but I was watching a few clips of that one, and that one looks relatively, I don't want to say funny, because everyone's going to blast me, goofy. Goofy's a good word for it. Like, that's what I've been Goofy. told. But yeah, none of them look up to caliber. No. <laughs> so just want to go over the titles of them because it's ridiculous. Please. Um, yes, please. Let's do this. So this is 2000 with Bring It On. So mm-hmm. 2004, Bring It On Again will come out. Mm. 2006, Bring It On All or Nothing. Okay. 2007, Bring It On In It to Win It. <laughs> 2009, Bring It On Fight to the Finish. God. And you thought it was done there. Oh. But in 2017, they decided to bring the series back for some reason for a film called Bring It On Worldwide Hashtag Cheers Smack. What? Cheers Smack. I don't know what that means. What? Yes. Bring It On Worldwide Hashtag Cheers Smack. That's the whole title? Yes. That sounds 
horrible. And in 2017? Why would they do that? I don't know why, but it happened. Um, I'm going to look this one up. I'm curious what the plot is. Yeah, please. And with the hashtag in there, stop. (laughs) Is it like a World Cup of cheerleading? I'm not sure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So is, oh, my, that actually might be fun. I can see a potential for, like, other countries. Do, Do other countries do cheerleading? Not really. Not really. Like, then how? Oh, it's just going to be racism all over Probably. again. Probably. <laughs> wait. Okay, so here's what it's about. An attempt to take down rival cheer squad, The Truth. Cheer Captain Destiny. What? I don't know. Sounds like a gang. Cheer Captain Destiny decides that she will bring Blake and his male street dancers onto the squad, The Rebels. Despite best intentions, the two groups do not mesh well initially. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah so i honestly think that these sequels tarnished the legacy of this film i think if they didn't exist people would look back on this film not that people watched it but like it still like bled into the ether of culture unfortunately yeah and i think if this was just kind of like this random 2000 hit they might be looked on with a little bit more nostalgia but I have a feeling, like, from people I talk to, that this is this is somewhat of a cult classic. Not Again, it was popular when it came out, but anyone I talk to today about doing this film, they're like, oh, my God, bring it on. It was awesome. And again, when I watched this today, I had very low expectations, but it, it kind of exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Uh, anything else in the film you wanted to mention? If not, we'll go to our awards. No, I think we, I think we hit everything, actually. I think we did it. Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not like a lot to dissect here. Like you said, right. there are a, a lot of layers. We stuck it, the landing. Yes, we stuck the landing. We, we had a I'm nice sorry. tight routine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, first, the Wooderson Award. Uh, a character who you would like to see more of. Was there anyone they didn't focus on that you wish they focused more on? Um, The Little Brother. Oh, my God. What a classic teen film, Little Brother. (laughs) Oh, he's so amazing. And I loved his pranks, especially the the jumping, farting on your sister prank was my favorite one. And you know what Kirsten Dunst's reactions are so natural? (laughs) No, they're so good. So I wanted to know, and I wish I, I knew the answer off the top of my head. I want to know if there was some, like, liberty this actor had the the, the brother the kid? <laughs> yeah if he was just like okay do something funny to, to kirsten to get a reaction out of her i want to know because it was so <laughs> real and he was and and the level of like joy that came from his face i had yeah. only seen in my own brother when he would do that <laughs> stuff to me so i wanted to explore his character a little bit more I wanted to know his hobbies other than PlayStation and, you know, in Game Boy, which I had the same color Game Boy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wanted to see more of him for sure. That's a fair choice. Um, I personally thought that they could have fleshed out a little bit more of those like background cheerleaders because they seem to have like interesting personalities, oh, but they didn't yeah. get a lot of lines. Again, we had the two who were like kind of her rivals to be captain, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of fun like background ones who... I wish they were given more of a shtick, like, this is the good girl, or this is, like, you know, like, and we didn't get that enough. But, you know, that's fine. Again, like, at the end of the day, it's really like the Kirsten Dunst show with a little bit of Elijah Dushku and Gabrielle Union thrown in. So that's that's fine. Right, right, right. I did like one of the background cheerleaders. I loved the one that was still using her SAT vocabulary. Oh, like yeah. I, See, that was a cool th- element. That was a cool element. I loved her. That's, like, a close second for me into ones I wanted to 
to see. Yeah, the one. Uh, yes, my 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 boyfriend just did like a like his hands were expanding the big butt one. He, <laughs> he wanted to see more of that one too. Yeah, I I really liked her as well. Actually, she was very compelling to me. She was going places. I can tell. <laughs> okay, long duck dong award. A character mm-hmm. whose omission would make the film better. Anyone you would delete? Oh yeah. Yes. And this is actually another problem that I saw throughout the film that I found to be taken way too lightly was like the pervert male cheerleader. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The one that was very obviously a nasty, nasty boy. The one where like talking about like doing things to one of the other cheerleaders when it was gross. I feel like that character was in there to be like, see, you could be a straight guy cheerleader. You know, and they like turned it up to 11 and they didn't turn it up to 11 in a way where we're supposed to see it as gross. But yeah, he was a douche. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just gross because he was in it, obviously, maybe for a few backflips, but also for being gross to his fellow cheerleaders. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, why is he allowed around them? Why are they friends with him? Why is he in the car with everybody? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that's a good call. That's a good call. Like, you didn't need to have this character. Or he could totally be different. Like, honestly, I would take away that choreographer and that whole element. I think they could have done something differently that, like, would have enhanced the storyline. Um, also, mm. he was he was very, like, and I don't know if they were trying to play it to be funny, but he was very, like, demeaning to their bodies. So oh, the stuff he yeah. was saying, like, ha-ha, but also, like, in a movie like this that's marketed to teens and, and you say even that language to teenage girls or even guys, you know, like some yeah. of them probably going to develop eating disorders and that's not good. Well, I mean, yeah, for example, the one, re- we'll call her the smart cheerleader, the one cheerleader that was using the SAT words, you know, yeah, he had uh, all the girls line up and he went to her and he and he was like, oh, yes, perfect bone structure great musculature which yes actually this actress did have like an incredible <laughs> athletic body and and then he looks at her butt and goes like ew get on a diet like what yeah, yeah. what yeah. it was disgusting no so like i didn't need this character like again i think it's supposed to be played like funny like haha you know and cheerleaders always have to diet but like it just it wasn't funny enough for me to justify it being there, and I think it just does more harm than good. Yeah, no, I, I can totally see that. I, I mean, really, his only, you know, role in the film was to have that conflict of them, you know, using a routine that's, again, used by another uh, cheerleading squad for the Nationals, but that whole thing wasn't needed. I guess it was just really to showcase how much of an asshole he was. I guess, but like I think it's lazy too that the two reasons that they can't qualify, the two reasons they have to change their dance routine, essentially are the same reason that like oh someone else is already doing this, you know, like think of something else, writers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Cameron Fry Award. Did you feel like anyone here was too old to play a high schooler, or they looked too old? Too old. Hmm. Didn't we mention someone before? Um... Oh, that was that was the college girl who was with yeah 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 the, Aaron, so that doesn't count right um jesse bradford again <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> um i think that that one's a really really hard one for me because everyone looked about the same age and everyone looked like they would at least be college freshmen 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I agree with that. Like, while they didn't look like accurate high schoolers, they all looked around the same age where nothing threw me off. I wasn't right. like, what the hell is this person doing here? Actually, there was only three teenagers in the entire cast. One really? Being, one being Kirsten Dunst. But again, I think they did so well. Gabrielle Union was 27 when she shot this. And she does not what? look 27. So she did a great job. I mean, I don't know if that's her or whatever. But like, I didn't get that vibe. Wow. So that's one of the kind of opposite things that like she's able to feel like she's a high schooler despite being 27. So, you know, yeah. good for her. <laughs> good for her. Wow. Okay. I was kind of surprised by like the critical um, analysis of this film. But I think things have changed. So... That's why we give things our own grade here. But mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes has 63% rating by the critics and a 68% rating by the audience. Oh, okay. Alex, what will you give Bring It On on an A plus to F scale? Hmm. Well, I'm going to grade on how fun it was. I'm going to grade it on how much the film had changed or like the diversity let's say, mm-hmm. of the film. So I'm going to give it a solid B. I'm teetering on the B plus to A minus range. Uh, yeah. Just, just because I, again, enjoyed watching it so much. I know it has problematic issues, but it exceeded my expectation. And you know what? I, I'm feeling good today. I'm going to mm-hmm. give it that A minus because I still think that it really belongs in the conversation for really memorable teen films. And while it's yeah. not near perfect... And it gets deductions for that. I still had a blast watching it. I still had a lot of fun and a lot of good ideas here. Maybe it's a B plus, but because I'm feeling so good, I'm going to give it the A minus. Nice. I like that. I can agree. Uh, okay. So I think this will be a fun one. Uh, what bring it on sleeping bag will you be bringing to the slumber party? Oh, this one's so hard. This one's really, really hard. Um, so when I was younger, there was this store in the mall that I used to love. It was during the 2000 times. It was called Limited 2. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, you have to know what Limited 2 is. And their whole aesthetic was very cartoony. And they always had these um, frogs for some reason. Like the frog was a thing that I saw in that store all the time. So I would have to say a really itchy, poorly made, cheap sleeping bag. It has to be lime green. <laughs> I love it. With gel pen marks all over it. And <laughs> with that huge frog on it. <laughs> oh, now I know what frog you're talking about. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, you know. Absolutely. People will know. That's what I would say. Love it, love it. That's a good one. Okay, so you and I, we're doing this bring it on slumber party. <laughs> we're walking into Blockbuster. We're renting bring it on. But we see that mm-hmm. there's a sale Rent two movies, get one free. What oh, two movies are we renting in addition to bring it on for our slumber party? Okay. So I'm going to say She's All That. Yes. We have to rent that, that one. Okay. <laughs> we're going to rent that one. And then I was also looking up the films that were hot that year, in the year 2000. Nice. And I, w- I would have to say Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. Nice. Mm -hmm. Love it. That's a fun night. She's all that. Coyote Ugly. Bring it on. I like that slumber party. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like a really strange, (laughs) strange slumber party. But it's definitely of a certain era. And Mm -hmm. okay. So, uh, you know, this was a blast. I like cheering with you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Barrett's cold in here. Mm-hmm. All the great things that they say in this movie that I'm <laughs> right. not going to replicate right now. Yeah. Where can people follow you, find you, and whatever uh, you want to share with us? Yeah, so I'm still on the gram. Um, I'm not posting as much right now. But uh, you can find me at uh, on Instagram as this is Alex underscore dude. And I recently did a, another podcast with two of my friends from Texas. It's called the Matt on Matt podcast. And I believe it's called Game Night, where we play some uh, social distancing oh. uh, computer games. So definitely check that one out. You can find that one on Apple. I like that. I'll definitely check yes. that out as well. Well, so it's a pleasure having you on. And like we kind of teased, you'll have another episode coming up relatively soon. So can't wait Very to, excited. you know, uh, yeah, have that one drop. <laughs> oh, and yeah. The clue like we said before, that it's another Jesse Bradford film. Mm, can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Big cheer thank you to Alexandra Schroeder for stopping by and talking about Bring It On and cheering on Bring It On. I loved it. It was awesome. I'm so excited to dive into these cheer Mondays. Woo. Oh, oh, so... I was, for some reason, watching the deleted scenes of this film. Why am I pretending that I wasn't into it? I was into it. (laughs) But one of them was interesting. There's an alternate ending where they actually end at college, and Jesse Bradford's there. But, I think more importantly, Torrance is there with Isis, and they're kind of going to be like friendly rivals now because they're both on the same college cheerleading team. I think that's awesome. I would have kept that in instead of like the Mickey ending. Anyway, Bring It On was awesome. Can't wait to talk our next cheer movie. But before that, of course, we have an episode this Friday, so your homework is a little bit different. Let's take things in a completely different direction, actually. Your guest is one of my good friends, the always articulate, the always intelligent, the beautiful voice, the beautiful man that is John Harden. And the film is The Dead Poets Society. Gentlemen! What are the four pillars? Tradition, honor, discipline, excellence, manners up. Welton Academy for Boys, a breeding ground for the future leaders of America, an institution dedicated to achievement, virtue, and conformity, a school whose rigid standards are upheld by every single teacher. Except one. Come on, Mr. Overstreet, you twerp. Mr. Anderson, are you a man or an amoeba? Language was developed for one endeavor, and that is to communicate. No. To woo women. Mr. Keating. Some people like to rock, some people like to roll, but moving in a groove is gonna satisfy my soul and have a party. Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as John Keating, teacher. Well, is this a dagger I see before me? Philosopher. I like Byron. I give him a 42, but I can't dance to him. Orator. Oh, Titus, bring your friend hither. And founder of the Dead Poet Society. A bunch of guys sitting around reading poetry. No. Ding. Thank you for playing anyway. What was the Dead Poets Society? The Dead Poets were dedicated to sucking the marrow out of life. Spirits soared, women swooned, and gods were created. Not a bad way to spend an evening, eh? I hereby reconvene the Dead Poets Society. To strive, to seek, to find. Gotta do more, gotta be more. Dare to walk a new path, dare to strike out and find new ground. I'm hearing rumors, John, about some unorthodox teaching methods in your classroom. Break out. I'm gonna do it! John Keating, 
He began by teaching English. Now, he's changing lives. I got the part! Tear out the entire introduction. Who put you up to it? Was it this new man, this, uh, Mr. Keating? Are we just playing around out here, or do we mean what we say? Tradition, honor, discipline, rip, friend, tear. What is this dick poet society? I want names. This is a battle, a war, and the casualties could be your hearts and souls. For the first time in my whole life, I know what I want to do. Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits. Poetry. Romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. That's beautiful. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. Sit down. What the hell is going on here? Seize the day. Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as John Keating. He was the inspiration that made their lives extraordinary. Dead Poet Society. Oh, Captain, my Captain, fully expect the day to be seized this friday can't wait for that episode but before any of that i want to remind you that class participation is a huge part of your grade why don't you go on social media if you don't follow us already and like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram participate i want to hear your voice you could also email me at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com that's highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com speaking of Things on social media. I alluded to it last time, but I've started the Keanu Hot Dog Challenge based on Keanu's ridiculous hot dog choices in the film Flying. I've challenged some people, including the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. Guess what? He did it. His hot dog looked much better than mine. Go online, check out mine, check out his, and you'll be like, oh my god, Brian, your hot dog was the worst. But if you want to know all the rules about that, I'm telling you, Go on social media. You'll find it. Oh, and by the way, Godfather Joey Lewandowski, I've still noticed you haven't answered my challenge. Everyone wants to see you eat this hot dog. So we're waiting. The clock is on. One more thing, guys, and it's super important. Remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you might miss it. I'll leave you with as if by Black, who we talked about on this episode. And it's the featured song from the Bring It On soundtrack. Later, dudes.
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.